cliffcentral.com. I know you're excited as I am to talk uh, to Hanan about uh, what's going on in the world. It's it's going to be okay is what we call this. Dr. Hanan Bushkin, he's a renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Joburg. And if you have an issue or a conflict or something that you'd like to unpack, try and resolve, you want to join us live, then send us an email, please. Contact at cliffcentral.com. So we've got Caleb on. He's got to get to work shortly, so we've got to talk to him and Hanan immediately. So let's go to them. Uh, Caleb, you and, and, and Dr. Hanan, g- give it a go. Uh, you introduce yourself to Dr. Hanan and then tell him what you, what you wanted to talk about today. Hi, Dr. Hanan. Um, Hello, so Caleb. I'm good. I'm good. So I, I've struggled with um, manic bipolar um, for a while. You, you definitely know what that is. And maybe just to give context, you know, to, to everybody out there is I think the first thing is, it's, it's sort of, there's a kind of terror involved in this kind of madness, you know. When you're on the high side, you'd know Dr. Hanan, it's, it's tremendous. The ideas and feelings are fast and they're frequent. They're like shooting stars and you follow them until you find better and brighter ones. Shyness goes, you become this amazing, confident human being. Um, there are interesting things that you find in uninteresting places. But then the ideas start to become a bit too fast and there are far too many overwhelming confusion replaces clarity, memory goes, human absorption on friends and faces are replaced by fear and frightened and uncontrollable concern. Um, it will never end um, in, in, in that particular space when you get into that. Hmm. And I think the biggest challenge is when, when you're on the mania side, you're not aware sometimes, you know, I remember before I handed over to you, Dr. Hanan, walking into my then superior's office, she was married with three kids and her husband was at the time, I think, the former vice captain of the Namibia rugby team and I was still living there. And I said to her, you look absolutely smashing tonight. Would you like to come to my apartment and oh my we could God. have a good and I had no idea. And three weeks later, I spent, I think, 2,400 US dollars on buying things I didn't need or I didn't want or I already have. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's fun when you're on the high side. And people always said in the kind of job that I had at the time that, oh, you're, you're creative. When you're running an event, it's always amazing. And there's a decreased need for sleep. But when then you go into the depression side, um, you don't wish it on your worst enemy. Even somebody who supports Manchester United, you don't want them to go on that side, no matter how much you don't like the team, because it's it's terrible. You even light will disturb you. You want to wear shades, close all the curtains, and go under your blanket. Yeah, um, just to give con- con- context on what that is. Um, but I'm happy to say it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah. So. Let me mention a couple of things uh, to people, to those that are listening and uh, don't know what bipolar disorder is. So bipolar disorder is actually, it's not a joke. It's the most, uh, probably one of the most recognizable and certainly researched mental health conditions or disorders out there. It's been documented uh, in 400 BC by Hippocrates, uh, the, the Greek philosopher. It's where he noticed extreme highs and extreme lows in people. And people think it's uh, it's funny, but it's actually such a debilitating disorder. So initially it was called manic depressive or manic depression, and then they changed it to bipolar. 
So the reason why they're called manic depression is because it's got the two, the two parts, the mania part, which is the extreme high, which I'll describe in a second, and the depression side. Now they call it bipolar, the two poles, the manic pole and the depression pole. And the manic pole, there are a couple of categorization for bipolar, but the manic pole in what we call type one, bipolar is extreme. So Caleb, what you describe is very, very synonymous with mania. People think mania is it's, you know, people are confident and they're fun and they are confident and fun, but it's the extreme. I've had a person, a manic person, a manic patient that went out and maxed out his credit card at half our corporation because he thought he was going to open the world's largest electronics uh, store. I had people max out their credit card at the casino because they had a divine intervention and believe that the roulette is going to land on black. Um, I've had people throw away their kids' tuition on absolute nonsense. Yeah. And the problem with mania is that society rewards it. Uh, yes. We've all had those friends that are super fun and super crazy and, oh, my God, you're manic, you're manic, but they're fun and work rewards it too because you're super creative. And the truth is people that suffer from mania, which is the upper side of bipolar, don't even seek treatment because they feel confident. They feel that they can take over the world. They feel incredibly inspired. They And the society rewards them for it because they're surrounded with this incredible energy. But the moment they become destructive, they start losing their jobs. They're not made to their partners. They're not made to their parents. They're not made to their kids. They're not made to law enforcement because they just don't care because they feel that they're above uh, everything out there and above the law. That's when they seek help. The, the depressive side is really debilitating too. These are the people that don't want to get out of bed, don't want to engage with the world. They cover themselves with a duvet and don't get out. And in combination with the manic and the depressive episode, manic and depressive episode, um, people actually in, uh, dysfunction. It's, it's, it's not a way to engage the world because you have such extreme highs which you feel on top of the world and you have such extreme lows where you actually cannot function, but it's a dysfunctional high and it's an incredibly dysfunctional low. And the way we manage these people, I'm sure you've had that too, Caleb, is the with medication. So yeah. you go on medication to regulate the highs and to regulate the lows that allows you to function a little bit. And yeah. manic people don't like the medication because it dampens. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I can relate to that because um, I've had, times when you, you don't like the medication because it mellows you out and you start to feel a little bit uninteresting. You start to feel a little bit less confident. And I went for three days um, here where I live in Kurdistan without taking my my Epitech, for those who are familiar with Lamotrigine, and I'm on 200. You would know, Dr. Hanan, what I mean by that. And I woke up twice in a row at two in the morning. This is Kurdistan, and if you know where I'm talking about in the world, signed out of this compound that we live in and went for a four and a half K run because I was listening to the show and I was getting encouraged by God Laws and Ben and Bolelo on their fitness journey and I wanted to get back and I didn't know until the guy I lived with came to me and said, dude, your key card swapped it. 2.30 in the morning, our curfew is midnight. Where were you and what were you doing? And there I was on the camera in my full gym clothes thinking that it's 5 in the morning. And fortunately, that didn't end badly, but it, it can get to places where, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Like with, when you experience mania, either 
the ability to kind of assess consequence goes out the window. The ability to play out four steps ahead, which is an adult thing to do, goes out the window. So you just live in the here and now and you feel that there's no consequence to your action. A lot of people really get there are no consequences and a lot of people get really badly hurt and not just physically hurt, but they lose their jobs, they lose their marriages, they lose terrible relationships when they hit those highs for sure. Is it correct to is it correct to call Caleb a maniac? <laughs> no, I mean, no, because, no, because because we, that's where the word comes from, obviously. But you guys don't call you, you psychologists and psychiatrists wouldn't call him a maniac. I mean, that's just a word we use now because I think this has got to do with how people don't take mania as seriously as they take depression. We kind of understand yeah. a little more about depression than we do about mania, Doctor Hanan. I mean, certainly, mm. you know, I'll say to someone. After they, you know, if they're behaving like really crazily at a party or they're doing insane stuff, oh, you maniac. But you, you wouldn't say to a depressed person, oh, you depro, you know, <laughs> you, you understand yeah, what I mean? No, it's so, it's, it's so true. And it's, it's much easier for society to recognize uh, a de- depressed person because there's been so much, um, you know, media around it and mm. awareness than it is yeah, to but it's recognize not... a person who's in manic behavior. Yeah, sure. And Leanne, the thing is that mania is way more socially accepted. Mm. I'm sure yeah. Gareth and Leanne, I mean, you've had, you've partied with, with people that go through mania and they're the best fun. They're yeah. absolutely the best fun. They don't want to leave the party. They throw jokes. They're, they're incredibly creative. They want to just go on and on and on. They're incredibly fun. And you wouldn't leave a party with a, ma- with a manic person going, Oh my God, that was boring. You go, Oh my God, then I've got stories for days. Mm. So society is much more accepting of the main, the main, the manic episode and the depressive episode because the depressive episode mm. is not, it's not fun to be around a depressive. It's incredibly fun to be around a manic for sure. But Dr. Hanan, I think one of the reasons why it's also socially desirable when you're manic, it's because inherently as human beings, we're intrinsically selfish. So when you're around a manic person, it makes you feel good. The reason why we love nurses is because they care about us and not the other way around. And I remember a couple wouldn't get married if I wasn't flying down to Zimbabwe to be their, their master of ceremony at their wedding because they had me do a speech once and they're like, Dude, we're not getting married if you're not coming. And I think the biggest challenge for me has been on the relationship side, romantically, because you, you meet somebody and things are going well. And then you get to a point where you have to be open with them because lying is not only telling lies, but it's also withholding the truth. And you have to say, look, I, I can go a little bit crazy. And the first thing they think about is, ooh, when you go crazy, I'm going to probably be in harm's way, but it's not the case. And to answer Gareth's question, I think the biggest way maybe to describe us is an unquiet mind. That's what Kay Redfield describes it as um, in, in her book, which she wrote, Unquiet Mind, A Memo for Moods and Madness. And I think that's that's the basic description where like for, for, for me, basically, I either have to sleep at 11 and wake up at 5 or I sleep at 12 and wake up at 6. If I mess with that routine, I'm in trouble. So can I ask a question here because I really don't know a lot about this, but is yeah. it possible to be manic, Dr. Hanan, in, in episodes but not have the depressive parts of it? In other words, that you you, you tend to have these manic episodes but your 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 down is kind of a, a zero rather than a minus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Actually that that's called mania. Okay. So that's when you diagnose there's 
um, with mania, but it's not functional. And again, and these people, it's so difficult to find these people because they are, they, they don't come for therapy. They're censured by broken marriages and by broken bosses well, and by a broken relationship with kids. That's how they censure well, therapy. I, th- I think, I think, I think I might be one of those people because I do have these manic episodes. No, no, seriously. I, I, uh, listening to Caleb's description, it was like, Oh, h- holy shit. I know what's going on here. Um, and, and it's a challenge when you live alone, Gareth, because I only got to find that because I had people around me that, that cared and said, dude, I think there's something going on here. And yeah, how do you know if it's a problem? Yeah, and, and, how do you know if it's a problem though? Because I, we, we we might all be sitting there just like you you've discussed this before with us, Doctor Hanan. There are people who self-diagnose themselves as depressed, and that's not a good thing to do either. So similarly, you don't want to self-diagnose yeah. as, as manic. How do you know if it's a problem? I mean, ask yourself, Gareth. Uh, when I when I look around my world, my career, my financial security, my relationship with family, friends, romantic relationship, and my health, do I like what I see? Am I living my optimal life? And if the answer is yes, I'm enjoying my career, financial security, family, friends, romantic, and my health, mm. then you're doing pretty well. Okay. So that's your barometer. But if you go, something's broken, something's not working mm. well, it doesn't mean that you're manic, but that means obviously there's some form of inefficiency that's going on in your world. It doesn't mean a mental disorder, but certainly something has to be tweaked. So your barometer is really the external world. And if you're not well enough to actually judge it, ask people that are closest to you. But with mania, what you may be... Uh, you got to realize is that th- it's a horrible, horrible situation for the manic uh, uh, patient or the manic person because suddenly they're the life of the party and they're expected to be the life of the party. Mm-hmm. They're invited wow. everywhere and the pressure on them to perform mm-hmm. and keep on being on that high is incredibly stressful, incredibly. I have people that are no longer manic, but they have to act manic because that's the only way that they're accepted by their peers and their groups. Because suddenly if they're not fun and spending thousands and hundreds of thousands of rands at the casino, they don't want to be part of, they don't, they're not invited anymore. If they're not drinking all the bottles at the bar, they're not invited anymore. They don't, if they don't stay at the party until four in the morning. They're not invited anymore. And even though they, uh, on a psychological, emotional level, feeling fine, they still have to act on that level just to be accepted uh, in that group. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. And you, you start to find yourself being excluded. And I think what has caught me going in the, in the last couple of years is three things, basically. I think routine. If there's anybody out there who struggles with it, routine is absolutely important and to stick yeah. to it. And, and secondly, it's, it's this book, um, Malcolm Gladwell, where it's, the title is David and Goliath, Underdogs, Misfits, and the Art of Battling Giants, because many of the misfits that we know in the world also struggle with manic bipolar. Winston Churchill, um, Paul Gascoigne, the former footballer, I think Amy Winehouse, Mariah Carey as well. And the, the, the idea there is to always find things that are productive within yourself that intrinsically get you going. So, for example, the rugby refereeing for me, um, the exercise that necessarily are not hinged on anybody else's approval. Because when you're not the life of the party anymore and they all of a sudden find you horrible. Like imagine I go on a first date and I'm cracking the best jokes and she's loving it and amazing. And then she meets me tomorrow and I can't even tie my own laces because I don't feel like doing anything. She's not going to come on the next date. Um, I've, I've been told like, dude, you're such a girl, you know, like you, you change. And that, that was before (laughs) I had to go into 
an upper echelon of medication and get that going. So it's an interesting dynamic to have. Um, but the highs are amazing if you're not regulating them. But just to end off, I have been told by my, by my doctor that gout is a rich man's problem and bipolar is an intelligence people's curse. So it's not a, it's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> no, it's horrible on their partners. On their partners, it's, it's really, really heavy. I actually see more of the partners than the actual patients that suffer from bipolar because they go through incredible turmoil. They're literally mm. on a roller coaster that they didn't choose to be on. Imagine I put you on a roller coaster that you didn't choose to be on because, and not a pleasant one, not a pretty one. That's what partners feel like when they go and they live with people that have mania and depress, depression. It's a ugly, ugly, ugly. It's a very, very stressful roller coaster. Yeah. I have to run. Um, All right, Caleb, thanks, man. Um, it's been good chatting to you guys. And thank you, Dr. Hanan. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Pleasure. Talk to you. Thank you. There we go. Bye. There's, there's your free session. You're, you're lucky we're not charging you for Dr. Hanan today. It's you know <laughs> this is this is interesting because I don't think we've had I don't think we've had much of a discussion around mania before. I don't think many people have. I don't think it gets talked about nearly as much as depression does, as Leanne mentioned. But um, the things you you described there, and and even the the advice that Caleb has got for us as someone who does suffer from this, I think is really really interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. Huh? Yeah. I also think it's, it's commendable that, you know, Caleb is so aware of his medication. And I don't want to talk about him now that he's gone, but to talk about the medication itself, I've been on it. Um, I was actually incorrectly diagnosed with bipolar disease and disorder. And the um, medication he's referring to is what epileptics take. Um, and the side effects are really incredible. So not only is this person dealing with their highs and lows and quelling the highs that they might enjoy, they're also dealing with the side effects of the medication. You know, for, for in my case, um, it, it made me incredibly violent. Um, so there was that to deal with. Sure. You know, it's... Yeah. Uh, Damn, it's, it's such a hard thing to tackle. It really is. Yeah. And by the way, just one more thing. Bipolar is not multiple personality disorder. People no. confuse the two. It's not having many different personalities. You know, so you, we throw the, the term around, oh, you saw bipolar, mm. meaning that you have such so many different personalities. It's not that at all. Right. Good point. Because I think people also, yeah. you know, all these amateur psychologists running around um, <laughs> diagnosing yeah. each other and, and other people and, and themselves. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and just one more question from me on this, um, Dr. Kanan. Um, are the the two polar opposites of this um, disorder, do they come in equal measures? Do they come in, um, you know, in, in stints of days or, or weeks or hours? And yeah. are they always balanced out by each other or not? So, so you get a couple of different uh, diagnoses of bipolar. The of it, the three actually, but the two, the major ones we call bipolar one and bipolar two. Bipolar one is the more extreme mania and the more extreme depression. Bipolar two is the what we call hypomania, which is the lesser of the, of the mania and a depressive episode. So you can have extreme highs and not such highs. And but to be honest, out of the hundreds of patients that I've seen with bipolar, they all come. And with different highs and different lows. So it is very different. And the cycle can range from weeks to months. Hmm. So that can also be very, very depending on the individual. 
I'm afraid that's all we got time for, guys. Thank you, Dr. Hanan. Always good to see you. We'll check in with you next week. Nice to see you guys. Very good. Cliffcentral.com.